This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. While working more hours might bring more money to that family tree, I believe more time is actually more important. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do three things. First, I'll be sharing how our family is able to work part-time at 40 years old, all the things we did to afford that luxury. Second, we're back with our FinTech Spotlight segment. This month, we'll be featuring our sponsor, Overflow, who's going to discuss why giving stock might be better than giving cash this holiday season. And last but not least, we're back with another money quiz. My daughter Zoe's going to be reading the review of the month, and I'll be quizzing her on some money questions that are relevant to the episode and kind of like what's going on lately, timely stuff. So anyway, let's jump into today's show. There's a change going on in our country. The pandemic allowed us to pause, rethink our priorities, and decide if the full-time employment grind is worth it for us. This great pause gave us more time with family, less time worrying about rush hour traffic, and unnecessary work meetings. Financially speaking, Not everyone has the luxury of not returning to work. According to a survey by Lending Club, 63% of Americans were living paycheck to paycheck as of September of this year. So if those Americans aren't earning that full-time paycheck, they'd be in financial trouble. And record high inflation has only made the situation worse this year. So... If we don't want to keep our stressful full-time jobs and we can't afford to not work at all, what's the solution? Well, I'm a big fan of middle ground solutions. And for our family, our solution has been part-time work. I currently work as a part-time family finance coach, and my wife is seeking employment as a part-time esthetician. This way, we're both still working and earning money, doing work we enjoy, but not overworking. And we have time with our kids while they're still young. To help people who are living paycheck to paycheck but want to work part-time eventually in the future, here are the steps that we took as a family to make that happen. Number one, create a budget. If you want to work part-time, you need to be able to live on part-time pay. For most of us, that means less money. While that sounds like a bummer on the surface, it can actually be freeing when we find out we've been spending money on things that don't matter. By creating a budget, you can get a view of where your money is currently going. And if you don't like how your money's currently being used, a budget can help you craft a new future for your money, a future with less work and more time for yourself and your family. The process has become a lot easier with the advances in fintech and budget apps like Mint. Your money gets automatically tracked and opportunities for saving, they become a lot easier. Number two, grow the gap. Once you understand where your money's going, it's time to grow the gap between your income and your expenses. If we're living paycheck to paycheck like most Americans are, this is our opportunity to slowly but surely 
move away from that type of living. Let's talk about reducing expenses first. Spending less money is the quickest way to be able to afford working part-time. There's no easier way to say it, really. I like to start with reducing expenses that don't kill our joy first. Here are some examples. Eliminating unused subscription services or gym memberships. You could have an estimated savings of, call it $250 to $1,000 per year just by looking at things that you don't use and eliminating them. The second thing, negotiating or switching auto and home insurance providers. Estimated savings, I just did this and saved $1,000 by switching from one big named provider, who did we have, State Farm, and then switched over to Progressive. Just the same coverage, you just switch every couple of years and you can save about a thousand bucks. And that's what we did. Another idea, switch to an MVNO cell phone provider like Tello or Mint Mobile instead of a bigger provider like Verizon. We just did this about a year ago and our family saves around 600 to a thousand dollars per year. You've seen these ads with Ryan Reynolds on the Mint Mobile thing or my, me talking about Tello Mobile, whichever one, check it out. It could save you a lot of money. We're having the same service essentially that we had with Verizon. Or you could shop at a lower cost grocery store like Aldi. We did this a few years ago and we have saved uh, estimated savings for a lot of people could be between $3,000 and $5,000. That's a lot of money right there with those four things that I just mentioned. A family could save between $5,000 and $8,000 per year. I know this because these are all things that our family did to make part-time work a reality. So from there, you should consider looking at your housing, your transportation and food expenses a bit more deeply. Since those are the top three expenses in the budgets of most Americans, the biggest savings can happen there. Now, reducing your expenses can only go so far, my friends. That's why it's important to look at other ways to increase our income for a period of time. This increase of income can help you eliminate burdensome debt, it can help you grow your savings, and it can help you invest more. The best place to start with increasing your income is with the place you're already making money. So is it possible to get a bonus, a commission, maybe overtime, or a raise at your current employer? If so, take the steps to get there. Outside of your job, you can always start a side hustle that you enjoy that brings in additional money for, again, a period of time. This isn't permanent. Freelance writing was one of my favorite side hustles for a long time during our wealth building journey. And my wife really liked organizing at other people's homes. So she served as a professional organizer as a side hustle too. So I kind of leaning into things that you like and making a little bit of money at it could really help you build up some more income and grow that gap. Number three save for emergencies. When the extra money starts flowing in after you grow that gap between your income and your expenses, you should save more money for emergencies. Having three to six months of expenses is definitely recommended by most financial professionals. This amount of money can help protect you from job loss for a period of time, help you cover insurance deductibles, and pay for unexpected expenses like car and appliance repairs. You don't need three to six months of expenses for an emergency fund right away. You can start with one month of expenses and just grow from there. We use Ally for our emergency savings. It's got unique buckets that allow you to separate your savings into different categories. And since you can learn what your emergencies are over time, we've created buckets for new appliances, car deductibles, and we even had an FU money fund that allowed my wife to quit her job. Number four, eliminate the debt. 
With a solid emergency fund in place, it's time to crush your debt. When you have less of your hard-earned money going towards debt payments, you'll get closer to a part-time work future. Starting with high interest debt is best. Eliminate credit card debt from your life permanently, my friends. It's going to allow you to be more in control of your money. You don't have to stop using credit cards, but you need to commit to paying them off in full every month. If you can't do that, then you really should not be using credit cards. You should only use a debit card or cash. Once your high interest debt is eliminated, start working on the other debt in your life. As a couple, we eliminated $50,000 of car debt and student loan debt in about 12 months after focusing and doing the steps that we just talked about, you know, making the budget and then working on growing the gap between our income and our expenses. This really helped us to start to move things forward. Number five, invest for Coast Fire. If you don't have a pension waiting for you in retirement, then investing is crucial so you can enjoy your 60s and beyond in peace. There's a point in your retirement investing journey called Coast Fire. This is when you've built up so much in your retirement investment vehicles like your 401k, your 403b, your 457, your IRA, your HSA, that you can coast to retirement without any further contributions. After saving and investing a half a million dollars by 40 years old, my wife and I hit this coast fire milestone. It allowed us to drastically slow down our retirement contributions because with time and compound interest, our retirement balance has the ability to grow to nearly $3 million by the time we hit 65. That will be plenty for us to live on comfortably in retirement. Without that financial worry of saving for retirement, we have been able to use our money for other important financial goals. And let's get to those. Number six, pay off the mortgage early. When you're not worried about retirement investing anymore, you have money to eliminate your mortgage. Can you imagine the largest line item in your budget being completely eliminated? That's what we did. We paid off a half a million dollar house in less than five years. Now we own it completely outright. We make no payments to the bank. Yes, we still have to pay for property taxes and insurance, but our overall expenses have dropped by $15,000 per year. That's a lot of money. When life is less expensive, you can more easily go part-time. Number seven, transition one spouse to part-time. By this time, the gap between your income and expenses might be quite large. For us, it was. There were periods of time when we were saving over 50% of our income. Now, at this point, you can double down and grow your wealth even more, or you can slow down, work less, and go part-time. Now, if you're nervous about you and your spouse doing this at the same time, try one spouse first. That way, you're dipping your toes in the water of part-time work. This could be something you negotiate at work or perhaps a sabbatical is a possibility to kind of ease you into this new lifestyle. Number eight, get used to living on less. At this point, you'll have less income coming in. But with your higher savings rate, you just have to save less. For super savers like me, this was a tough decision. At first, going from 50% savings rate to 10% savings rate felt like I was doing something wrong. But over time, I saw that I had more time freedom working part-time 
And that meant more options to pursue my passions and to be with my family more. Without debt, without a mortgage, and with creating a pension through Coast Fire, our family can live comfortably on between $50,000 and $70,000 per year. Now, I know that's all dependent on where you live in the country. We are in the suburban area of Metro Detroit, so take that with a grain of salt, all you Northern California friends out there, or (laughs) I guess other higher cost of living areas. But essentially for us, if we're able to make $3,000 per month after taxes, each of us, Part-time work can be our reality for the remainder of our lives. Number nine, have your other spouse join you part-time. Over time, you can get used to living on less. It becomes a part of your lifestyle to live frugally and embrace the free and inexpensive things in life. At this point, it's time to bring your spouse along with you in your part-time work journey. You both have the choice of the part-time work that you do at this point. Are you able to work part-time at your current employer? Do you want to pursue a small business? Is going back to school an option so you can work in another industry that inspires you? This is a part of the dreaming process you and your spouse can do together. Before you fully transition, though, make sure you practice living on the lower amount of monthly income. Your ability to live on less will give you the freedom to say yes to part-time work. Number 10, spend more time relaxing and enjoying life. Once you've transitioned from full-time to part-time work, you're going to have a lot more time available. If you go from 40 hours to 20 hours of work, you'll have 1,000 more hours available to you each year. And if you keep this up for the next 20 years of your life, that is 20,000 more hours back in your life or over two full years of time. (laughs) You are quite literally buying time by doing these actions. This is 20,000 more hours to relax, to make memories with your family, to pursue work that matters to you. Now, I'm passionate about building generational wealth for my family. While working more hours might bring more money to that family tree, I believe more time is actually more important. Time to goof around with my kids. Time to go on a walk with my wife during the middle of the week. Time to spend more time with my parents as they get older. Time is our most precious resource. And as families, if we can all get to a place of financial security plus part-time work, I believe that's how we can own our time. At least, that's what our family's trying. Well, enough for me, everyone. I want to hear from you. What do you think about going from full-time work to part-time work? Are you considering this for your family life? Please let us know by sharing this episode on your social media accounts and tagging me on Instagram at Marriage Kids and Money or Twitter at Andy Hill MKM, or you could shoot me an email, Andy at MarriageKidsandMoney.com. I would love to keep this conversation going. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, 
and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. For our FinTech Spotlight segment this month, we are featuring our sponsor, Overflow. This is a company that is making generosity frictionless by helping organizations easily accept stock on a secure platform. I've invited the founder and CEO of Overflow, Vance Rausch, on the show today to tell us more about their company, but also to talk about the benefits of giving stock instead of cash. Welcome to the show, Vance. Thanks so much, Andy. So good to be here. Absolutely, man. This is a great conversation. Something that I'm very green at. I don't really know much about giving stock for charities. I've always just given cash to my favorite charities, nonprofits, and churches. What's the benefit of giving stock instead? Well, here's the biggest benefit, right? Especially in the times that we are right now. A lot of people have limitation when they think that they can only give from their checking and savings account, right? The biggest benefit is this. When you realize that you can actually give easily and conveniently now through overflow from your stock portfolio or your crypto wallet, you now can give a more generous gift. We're heading into year-end giving right now as we're recording this, a time where people are feeling a lot more generous, wanting to support causes in churches and charities that they really care about. And sometimes that limitation can be debilitating. But being able to know that you can give from other means, such as stock and crypto, is probably the number one benefit alongside all the tax benefits. Got it. Well, let's talk about some of those tax benefits. Obviously, the variety of being able to give something else besides cash is great, but what are the tax savings that people could expect? 
Yeah. So when you give from your appreciated gains, you're going to be subject, if you realize those gains, to capital gains tax. And depending on your situation, that could be 20, 30% or even more, depending on that situation that you have. But if you give directly from where you have appreciated gains, what happens is that when the nonprofit, the 501c3 organization, the charitable organization, when they liquidate and realize those gains, they don't actually have to pay those capital gains tax as a tax-exempt organization. On your side, on the donor side, you can take a fair market value tax deduction, charitable tax deduction, to reduce your taxable income, saving you money come tax return time. So it's a win-win situation. You save on taxes, the organization gets a larger gift. Got it. That's great. So when you say fair market value, is that just the share price at that time or how is that calculated? Exactly. And so if you've gotten into, let's say, for example, Apple stock 10 years ago, and for easy math, let's say you got in at $10 a share 10 years ago, and today Apple's grown as a company. I'm on my Apple computer right now, and it's now $100 a share. You're sitting on for one share $90 of capital gains. And so you will be taxed on those gains if you want to realize it. But if you're sitting on $90 of appreciated gains, you can actually give those gains. And when you give it, it is protected. And so all of a sudden, when the organization receives that gift, they do not have to pay that capital gains tax. Got it. Well, this sounds like a way to not only give more, but also have some options as well with your giving. What I do is I put my cash in sort of like a separate savings bucket for giving throughout the year. And then if a charity or nonprofit kind of calls to my heart, I'm like, okay, I got the money set aside. I'm going to give it. Does it make more sense for me to do that in an investment account? What do you think? You know, I think that people should think about their financial management holistically, right? And so if you have most of your net worth tied up in liquid cash assets, that's probably not the optimal way to hold your assets. And so what I would encourage is considering, and you can talk to a financial advisor or a friend that might be savvy at these type of things, but I recommend all my friends to make sure that they have some exposure to the market and they have capital deployed in the market that can you know, gain a return. Why is that important? Because especially what's top of mind for everybody right now is inflation. So if you have $100 in your savings account today, it's not going to be $100 next year. What does that mean? Because $100 today is not the same as next year due to inflation. If inflation this year turns out to be, let's say, 7-8%, you actually want to be in, let's say, a Vanguard ETF, VOO or QQQ, so that you can grow your money over time that beats inflation so that you maintain your wealth position. And so that's what a lot of savvy people do. And because they're deploying their capital in these investable assets, we need to have an easy way for them to give directly from those portfolios. When people are doing this, are they doing this more in a taxable brokerage account or their retirement accounts? I know there's probably different rules for all those types of things. 
Yeah, I recommend everybody participate in a workplace retirement program because a lot of times that comes with matching, maximizing as much as you can programs like IRAs and things of that nature. But above and beyond, yes, a lot of people are starting to use, you know, companies like Charles Schwab and Fidelity, even newer fintech apps like Robinhood to be able to continue to invest maybe what they would have largely just had in their savings. If you already have an emergency fund, consider investing into, yes, an individual brokerage account. When I'm donating to these nonprofits and charities and churches, I don't often see stock donations as an option. So how is Overflow helping with that process? Yeah. And that is the point, right? That 90% of wealth, if you look at it, is actually in non-cash assets. But when you go to the give page or the donate page of your favorite charitable organization, typically they're encouraging you to mainly give from your checking and savings because the button that you select there points to either your debit card or, or your credit card, right? And so think about that flow. Overflow is essentially the button that doesn't just point you to your checking and savings account now or your credit or debit card but allows you to connect directly to your Charles Schwab account, to your Robinhood account, to even your crypto wallet, to be able to give from those pockets as well. And so we are the easy button for giving stock and crypto donations. And yes, we serve these charitable organizations to then empower their donors and supporters to be able to give in this way. When we're talking on the show today, we're not really talking about this being a solution for you know everyday consumers. You're talking about you providing this service to nonprofits, charities, et cetera, right? That's right. But you know, you might be listening to this right now and you're actively giving to an organization. And if what we're educating you on today inspires you to want to give in the form of stock and crypto that you have, we would love the referral. You can tell your organization, the church, charity, or nonprofit organization that you give to that we exist and we can make it seamless, not just for you, but for others like you that would like to give in this way. Yeah, that's great. I have a few pastor friends that are listening today, so I'm sure that their ears are perking up as well. So let's talk about why now is a good time for a solution like Overflow. What are you seeing in the world where this is a solution that's needed? Yeah, more and more people are investing into the market, but a couple of things are happening, right? When the market is going up and to the right, it's always an exciting time because people are sitting on appreciated gains. So that's a good time to give. But even when the market is flat or down, it's also a good time. Why? Because especially when the market is down, cash is king, right? And people are going to be conserving cash a lot more. So what they want is options. Options optimizes the opportunity for your organization. So if you give people a menu of options that they can select from, they're smart enough to pick which option is best for them in that moment. You do not want to create a situation of limitation within your organization. You want to actually create a situation of imagination where people can think, you know what, how can I get creative this year to support this organization? I think that's great. Well, I mean, we're all about options on this show and we're all about giving back and being the change that we want to see in our communities and in our country and the world. So Overflow sounds like a fantastic option. If people are interested in learning more about Overflow, where should they go? Yeah, so we're really excited because we have a special link for all the listeners here. You can go to overflow.co slash MKM, overflow.co slash 
MKM. You can send that link to organizations that might be interested in using our platform. If you are one of those decision makers or one of those leaders at a church or a charity or a nonprofit organization, you can fill it out directly yourself. One of our team will set up a meeting with you so that you can learn more. You can also generally go to overflow.co. We're also on social media, Instagram, Twitter, overflow underscore app as well as LinkedIn, you can search for Overflow and we would love to connect with you on any of those channels. Excellent. Well, I'll make sure to have those links in our show notes. Vance, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Andy. So good to be here. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. To keep this show running and to help your buddy Andy smile, I'd like to ask you to do one quick thing to support this show. If you like the show, please leave us a positive rating and review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That type of feedback, those words of affirmation really help me kind of feel good and it helps more people to find and consider this family empowering show. To encourage you to leave a review, each month we do a book giveaway. So we received three reviews since our last book giveaway offer. And as a reminder, this quarter we're going to be giving away three different books from past podcast guests. Things That Matter by Joshua Becker. Cashing Out by Kirsten and Julian Sanders. And How to Money by Jean Chatsky and Catherine Tuggle. Very good. That was great. And to help me pick the winner this week, oh, I've got... Oh, my here. Zoe, hi! She already said hi. How are you, baby? Good. I appreciate you doing this. You know, everybody, just so you know how the sausage is made with this yeah. podcast, Zoe is ready to go to bed. Yeah. And I come up to her and I say, hey, like Zoe, uh, can you record with me before you go to bed? Bestie, I'm tired. And Zoe's tired and she does it anyway. So that means you're... Right? Should we should we really not do this? I was going to say you're a trooper, but I don't want to make no, you no, cry. No, I am a trooper. Okay, you are a trooper. <laughs> All right, let's get into this before she starts crying and falls asleep at the microphone. Here we go. Zoe, are you ready to do the money quiz before we yeah. do the review? All right, here we go. Question number one. Recently, we did our big give, and you decided to give some money to our local cat shelter. Speaking of cats going crazy, right? (laughs) The owners wrote you a nice note for your generosity, which was really cool. So why is it important to give some of our money? Well, because a lot of people in this world, 7 billion, a lot of people out of 7 billion people Mm -hmm. don't have money. And a lot of animals, too, don't, they, their owners are like abandoned them. And so many people have to take care of them, but they don't have enough money to do it. So people can donate that money to help them. And that's what I did. I love that, Zoe. And it's good to do that with a little bit of your money, especially if you have money for other things yourself, right? Yeah. You've got money for toys and slime. And what else do you like to buy lately? Fidgets. That's right. So that's a correct answer. Congratulations. Yeah. You get uh, some money. Oh, I forgot to say the rules of the money quiz is <gasps> okay, okay. if you get all the answers right, you get $5. $5 because I compromise. $5 because you negotiated mm-hmm. that one, right? Mm-hmm. All right, back to the game. Question number two. 
Zoe, the price of food is going up this year and it is not fun. We're spending around $100 more this year than last year on groceries. $100 more per month. It stinks. What are two things that mommy and daddy can do about this food cost inflation? Well, first of all, you know how you have a bunch of like jars for stuff or something like that? Like we have pet food jars. We have vehicle jars or whatever. We have like those savings spend. buckets savings you're talking about? Savings bucket, yeah. yeah. Why don't you just make one of those and save up a bunch of money to buy groceries instead of using the money that you like have and are not ready to give yet mm. to, to buy a lot of stuff. So like pre-planning for these Pre-plan. groceries that are going yeah. up a little bit. That makes sense. So planning because the prices keep going up, right? Yeah. I like that. So if we need more money, what's another thing we could do if we need more money? You're not getting the money from me. But, <laughs> but, 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 but. <laughs> I can, you can give me more videos to edit and then I get money and then you get even more money from your videos. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. Congratulations. That's another great answer. Grow my business so I make more money and help my daughter at the same time by giving her money. I think you're, you are a very smart entrepreneur. Congratulations. There you go. All right. Question number three, the last one. Let's see if you can get them all right, Zoe. Thanksgiving is coming up very soon. Now, that's a holiday where we share what we're thankful for, what we're grateful for, and we eat some really good food, to your point. What are three things that you are grateful for in this holiday season, Zoe? I'm grateful for my family, for um, you guys, because they're still alive, and I'm grateful for food and water, of course, and I'm grateful for my friends. Your friends. Where have you made some friends recently? At school. At school. Where else? Soccer. Soccer, too. I yeah. love soccer. Yeah, that's what I'm grateful for, too. That's a good one, too. All right. Well, I wanted you to talk about what you're grateful for because life is good, man. If we think about it, right? We think about what we're happy about. We think what we've got in our lives. So, yes. Yee. Congratulations. Another Let's correct go. answer for Zoe. She's got three answers and five more dollars in her life. Go wrong. Zoe, thank you very much for doing Money Quiz with me. Let's do our review of the month. We've got three reviews since our last book giveaway offer. Can you ask the electronic lady to do her thing? Yep. Alexa, pick a number between one and three. Here's a number between one and three. It's three. Okay. Well, our third review comes in from Kevbot. Kevbot. Kevbot, that's a good name. And he says, or she says, fantastic family finance podcast. So let's see what the review is here, baby. Very entertaining family and finance podcasts. I especially enjoy the segment with Zoe. Keep up the great work and thank you. Awesome. Kevbot. Kevbot likes you, Zoe. And uh, we like Kevbot. Thank you very much, Kevbot. Kevbot, I do not have your email. So if you could please take a screenshot of your review and email me at Andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. That would be That'd be great. Great. And then we can send you one of these books and then Zoe can get back to editing my short form videos and making money for herself and just, you know, getting more fidgets, right? And then giving to cat shelters, right? It all, it's a nice circle, a nice cycle and circle, everybody. So please leave a review for us in Apple Podcast and take a screenshot of that review. Or Spotify. Good point. And email us at andy at marriagekidsandmoney.com. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, that's all good. You can do what Zoe said. Go to Spotify and you can screenshot that bad boy too. Zoe, let's go watch Malcolm in the Middle.
Let's go. What's your, who's your favorite character in Malcolm in the Middle? Mm, Reese. Reese. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's, All right, everybody. He's, he's dumb and funny. Dumb and funny. Malcolm in the Middle time. November is here, my friends. We've only got a couple months left in our year. So I've got some great shows for you to close it out. So here we go. Monday, November 14th, we've got author Derek Kinney. He's going to join us to talk about how to make more money to do more good. And then the Monday after that, November 21st, we'll be answering more questions from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community with really smart friends and featuring some impressive debt-free family wins from Ashley Patrick, who paid off $50,000 of debt in just two years. And we're going to talk about how she did that and what they're doing to build wealth now. The Monday after that, November 28th, we've got another best of MKM episode featuring Chris Hogan. You guys remember that guy. I had the opportunity to chat with Chris in 2019 after his book, Everyday Millionaires was released. Now I shared this clip on my YouTube channel recently and it blew up. I think people really miss Chris and his message and I do too. So let's bring him back through best of MKM and maybe I can ask him to come back to the show again next year to support him in his new ventures. Hey, quick request, everybody. I am doing my annual MKM community survey so I can improve and bring you more content that's uh, relevant to you. It's a five to 10 minute survey and we'll be randomly selecting three participants to win a $50 Amazon gift card for participating since it's my third annual survey. Three participants, third annual survey. You see what I did there? If you can spare five to 10 minutes to support your buddy, Andy, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash survey. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash survey. I appreciate you guys considering it. I'm going to have my son, Calvin, do the random selection with Alexa in a coming podcast. So please fill out that survey as quick as you can. That way we can include you. And if it happens after, you know, this mid-November timeframe, it's great. You can still do the survey. It would help me out so I can learn a lot more about you. MarriageKidsAndMoney.com slash survey. Thank you. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Anna Quindlin. When in doubt, choose the kids. There will be plenty of time later to choose work. Find the right balance that works for your family, my friends. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. 